But this one's from Testimonies. It must be true because I, I feel this way. One of the clearest statements. But how often uh, are our emotions really not true? The former rain. How you feel about person A or person B or situation like A or situation B? You feel this way. But because you feel that way, is that true? Under the influence no. of the fertilizing showers, the tender shoot springs up. Okay. Here are four That's facts the of the early rain, is to get the, that to tell us the truth going. about God. Okay. The latter rain, number one, Psalm 139, season, verse 14. Fall, ripens I will rain, praise thee, for I am fearfully for and wonderfully made. So there's growth. Marvelous the are thy rain. works, okay. and that my there's soul that knoweth right well. One of the facts about God the Lord employs is that how did he make us? Of nature to represent the Wonderfully. Work of now, we As talked a little bit about last rain, Sabbath about if you tie all the DNA in our cells end to end, and then to it would reach across what? The so solar the system. Spirit is given to carry we are so wonderfully from made. One stage to another. We, we just so read about the mind, what was it, 10,000 trillion the possible thoughts a second? Represents the completion of the work of That's amazing. grace and the soul. Absolutely so amazing. An application of early and here's the thing. Right? If we are that wonderfully a, made, God put that kind of science the power of in the Holy us. Spirit, the moral image Will he of not God take care of us? Is, to be is that true? In the character. Is that a true way of looking at things? Transformed in the likeness of Christ. So we can say that the you ever meet people who thought they were worthless? Transform is that true? The image of Jesus. That's Absolutely the not. Okay. Everybody is goes on and says, the latter wonderfully made. Ripening Number two, Second Timothy one nine. Spiritual grace that prepares the church who hath saved us of the Son of Man. and called us with a holy calling, the not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Unless the God not only made work, us in a wonderful way, He has done what? To perfection, he has called everybody a to a holy purpose. Right is that now, true? Plant your seeds and none of it springs up. So, are there people the who rain, think, well, God doesn't have a work for me to do. Rain, it won't do anything to it. Can't bring are there people who think that way? Perfection they think that way right in the church. And yet the truth is, God has a high calling for everybody in the church. Everybody in the world, God had a passion, an idea to fulfill some special ministry. Whether it was to make happy one person or a million people, doesn't matter. The numbers don't matter. What matters is that every one of us is called to a high calling to make a... A and we difference, begin a with positive difference in the, the life of life one or more Christ people. As we continue day by day to and yet, like how many Jesus people in our world kind of go around aimlessly, spiritually, as if God called them to nothing? Okay. Okay. Are so, they thinking about what's true? Here in the same, Absolutely not. There is first Imagine there if everybody thought what's true, just so far. Blade, God has made here, every human being after wonderfully. That, corn in the air. 
right there would make us look differently of people of different faith and ethnicities and socioeconomic statuses. It changed everything because every human being is wonderfully made. We should seek with every human being has a what? We may adorn high calling. God has a purpose. So and you know something? We see That's the early true. reign experiences when we first come to Christ. Think of how many false ideas people have, and they go to war against people so and they kill the each other. Rain experience true or false? False thinking. And so Terrible, demonic, satanic thinking. Right now, they're beginning to plant. We need those early rains. Second Corinthians, oh, I'm sorry, First Corinthians, fall, chapter 12, they can't really verses 4 through 7. Until it's ready. Now, there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversity of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That God has gifted how many people? Everybody. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a talent. Is that true? It's absolutely true. How many people sit in our church feel like they have no gift or talent? It's a huge number of our people. That latter rain experience does continue to change us to perfection in Christ. But no. as it does that, we're going to be more. And like the work Jesus of the church is to help everybody find that gift, that talent, so that every part of the body is doing what? It's working. You don't just want an eye that works. You want your feet to work. You want your ears to work. You want every part of this body working because that's body life. That's how everything becomes healthy. Because you know, friends, that's what's true. And when the church doesn't do its part, when we as members don't do our part, that's not true. That's false. Which true is that everybody has that talent and that gift to make everything work together. And that's when you have peace and okay. harmony so and everything else, that because that's the way God made it, and that's true. Does this mean that we are? And we just got to start living the, the truth. Of the Holy Spirit. We've got to help one another find those areas of ministry where we can make a difference. With the seal of the living God. Number four. Okay. Romans eight thirty five. People don't always agree on this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? You wind up in prison. Does God still love you? You may not think he does because you wound up in prison. And that's false thinking. You lost your job. God must not love me. False or true? It's false. God will always love you. That's how I read these statements. His thoughts so of yours is the same to the sea. You may not think it because something Revelation happened in your 13. life. Verses but if you start thinking that God doesn't love me, that is what? Because in, it's uh, false thinking. Where and where does that in, false uh, thinking take us? In the seventh wow. volume of the Seventh-day Adventist imagine Bible Commentary on page Whatsoever things are true. After Ellen White quotes these Think upon verses, these things. she makes this comment. And it's going to make a but difference. I want us to read the verses first. Number five. So, Revelation chapter 13. Matthew chapter 28, verse 4. Oh, I told you four facts, 17. and I wrote down a fifth one. I lied. I'm sorry. Okay. It wasn't true. So, let's go ahead. Revelation 17. There's a fifth one here. Revelation 13. Matthew 28, verse, verse 20. 11. And lo, and I am with you always. When the second beast comes to power. Even to the end of the world. And Amen. Is that a true statement? Coming up out of the earth. Is he with us even now? He had two horns like Amen. a lamb. 
civil and religious. Will he ever leave you? And he spoke. Will there be a time he's not with you? Be religious. Absolutely not. Religious persecution. I mean, if he wasn't with you, you'd be dead because he keeps your heart beating. Before him. And he sustains the, the universe. All things consist by him. Worship the what the Bible beast, says in Colossians. Whose deadly wound is healed. Okay. Which means our pulse is and going, our heart is throbbing. Everything right? is working so that he because God is present. He makes fire come down from heaven present. on the earth in the sight of men. And he does what? He knows everything. He deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles. So which he had the in this next little section, I want to focus, talk about focusing on that, that should make an which image is true. The beast, which had the wound by and I want to share a little statement. I so don't remember far, who said it. We're reading these verses. But it, the person said the future is as bright as the promises event. of God. Isn't the a second beast statement? has already caused everybody to worship Because the, the beast, tendency right? is to go okay. back and look at the And now all this deception is taking place. People are being deceived. Verse 15. So don't worry about what if I had done this or done that. That the image of the beast should both speak and is cause that as many as would not worship history, the image of the beast should and be currently, So here's a death decree being It's described. not even what's true. And he causeth all, both small and because great, what's rich true and poor, free and bond, is the to present. receive a mark in their right hand you or in their forehead. You can't relive the past. You can't no change the past. you got to leave it go. You just got to move forward. The mark or the name right? of the beast or the number of his name. Different thoughts, different so aspirations, a new heart, a renewed which mind. Which includes what? Living in the past. scenario. Is not real. Living in the past is not true. Mark of the beast, you can't buy and sell. You eventually today's opportunities. She quotes these verses. Now notice what she says. The opportunities you have today are true. And if you grasp the the opportunities of today, will it be true that you'll be better able to grasp the opportunities of tomorrow? They are sealed. But if I'm living in the past. All what have I done for today? To God by observing I've robbed myself and refusing to of the opportunities today, Sabbath, which are rank under real. the banner of the Lord God Jehovah. And by missing and out on those, I've robbed myself of, of those who yield the truth of heaven and all its opportunities to take steps where we see and becoming more like Jesus. Jesus. Now, to me, this was a very interesting statement. After quoting this, and if so I live in the past, the world is. Pushing the Sunday long. What am I doing so with forth. God in the present? We're going to experience the sense? falling of the. If God is with rain. us right now, and my mind is reliving the past, in Christ, which then the I'm really not worshiping God in the present. And finish that Does that make sense? Growth and becoming like Jesus in all things, reflecting that image. To worship God with all my mind in the present 13, is to allow the past to go. I can learn from the past. And go through before but i got to grasp the presence because the that's the only thing right now, presently, that that's true. I mean, from these statements, that seems very clear. And from here, I can move forward. I'm not going to receive the seal of the living God before I'm tested. I'm going to receive the Bible the says seal of the living God in Romans chapter 8, verses 28 and 29, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. And how do you love God? To perfection. With all your mind, all your thoughts. To them who are called according to his purpose... For whom he did foreknow, he did also predestinate to be conformed like. to the image of his son, that he might now, be the firstborn among many brethren. Statement here. This is, um, is it true from Great Controversy, page 613, 614, that God can take the things that have negatively happened when in the, the past third angel's message closes and bring good out of them? Mercy no longer pleads for the is guilty true? inhabitants of the earth. That's yes, it's true. Right? <laughs> And that's how we the can be blessed from the past. We can learn mistakes from the past without dwelling on them. They the have past. received the latter rain. That's trying like to not relive the past. Receiving to finish the work. Embrace right? the present. They but have believing received. 
that whatever has happened, God can bring what? The presence of the Lord. Good out of it. And is that true? Prepared for the trying out that is so true. Seven last plagues, a time of trouble. But it's not how we often think. Angels are hastening to and fro in heaven. But it is the way we need to think. An angel returning from earth announces that his work is done. The final in Second Corinthians has been brought upon chapter the ten world, verses four and five. And all who have proved themselves loyal to for the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, the seal of the living but God. mighty through God to the seal. pulling down of strongholds. Wow! All the events casting of down what have taken place imaginations angels, and every high work, thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. Done. And we've just to the obedience the of Christ. Of our God with a seal of the living God. You cast down all wow. these imaginations because then, they're not says, what? Then they're just not true. Once they receive the seal of the living God, the and you bring your thoughts in captivity to the Jesus obedience of Christ because that's what's what. That's what's true. This clear, and so right? when you study your Bible he and the spirit of prophecy, you're looking for truth. Loud voice says, you're looking about what's true about life. And all the angelic Because certainly there's death. There's a truth about death. And there's a way that we kill ourselves every day by our thinking and eating and this and that. But we don't want death. We want He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And you want to start thinking about what brings about life. What brings about spiritual life. Because that ultimately is what's true. That's when that happens. You imagine that but that means I've got to cast down my imaginations, case, what's in my mind, that really isn't true about this death. person or about God. Christ has made the atonement, and I got to focus on the truth. And blotted out their sins. What's really true? The number of his subjects is made up. Wow! So much of the thinking the today kingdom, is about now. It's a quote. Where I wish I was, and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole. What I want to have is about to be given to the heirs of salvation. What I could have Jesus. done. Is to reign as King of Kings or should have and Lord of Lords. Great but that kind of thinking is what? Wow! I mean, it's not real. It's negative, and it's not real. I mean, if I think about where I wish I were, but I'm not. I'm not there. It's not true. I'm not there. I'm here. They take a stand. They prove. I got to think about where the truth is. Where am I really at right now? Not where I wish I were. Of the living God, not but where am I? Because where I am, right? I can now go from here to where I know where God wants me. But I can't go back and start thinking about where I wish I were or who I wish I was. It's finished because it's not true. Who's just? Let him be just still. What's true is where I am today. Where so, I'm at right now, that I have here. and what God wants to do in my life An right now, returns to, to move me and forward. Says the work is done. That's the question becomes: real. What work? What's the work that's being done? People say, you know, ask the great it's questions. The work of bringing the final. Where did that come from? You know, the final. I almost never like reading about that world, stuff because right? it's all evolutionary. Mostly. And then it's done. But who am What's I? What's test? real? How do you answer that? I mean, How do you honestly answer who am I? Who are you? It's going to be the Sabbath versus Sunday, isn't it? A child of God. And more specifically, you are a Seventh-day Adventist Christian. There's a thousand other issues people are focused on. That's specific. Because that means you believe in certain things and a certain lifestyle, and that's that's going to be between Sabbath and Sunday. Do you think the devil and what's might have real is God chose to raise up such a people who believe such a way and live such a way because that's reality. To prepare people. God is in that work. And that's who you are. That's that final real. Test comes, Number two, which all where did I come from? Their seal that immediately follows. We came from being uh, created in 
God's image. Yeah, that you know, is what? Well done. Every case has been That's divided, true. Right? That's Christ real. Is the most holy place. I didn't come from a monkey. I didn't come from some little simple garments. organism on his kingly that evolved because that's what? what? It's just false. It's not true. Wow. It simply is I want us true. to look at Matthew chapter 13. And imagine when people believe that, what it does to their thinking. Because it makes them less responsible because... Well, after all, I just came from some simple organism. You heard about that separation? I have no accountability. But I because everything's great. There would be no absolutes in that kind of a world. Of the tares and the wheat. But Matthew if you're created in God's image, there is accountability if you're created in God's image. And another parable what a special revelation. forth unto them saying, That's where we're from. Of heaven is Why am I here? Which sowed good seed What's the, the truth? Why are we here? What's actually true? Why am I here? While men slept. His enemy came to serve God with all my heart, mind, and soul, and my and went his fellow way. man as myself, right? Isn't, isn't it really all about service? And, and yet people live a life where the reason I'm here is to get money so or fame or this or that. But you know something? Man, sir, that's not that real. Is not thou so good seed in it's the field? It's false. From whence it isn't why God created us in, our, in his image. He's he didn't create us in his image to be wealthy. Not in the things of a world that's going to fall apart. That we go That's and false thinking. gather them up. What's true gather them is that up. we're Seventh-day Adventist Christians. What's true is we were created in God's image. What's true is that God made us to serve our fellow man, to make a difference. Grow That's what's true. And in the time of the harvest, I Where will am say I going? to the reapers, what's true? Gather ye together for Home. the tares, Heaven. bind them in bundles right? to burn, but gather the wheat. That is true. My barn. And if we follow all these other things, that the will be true. Is who? Of the good seed. And that's what becomes Jesus. important. The field. I want to share another thought. We have a is few minutes, world. right? Is that? Yeah. The good okay. seed is the. Philippians chapter Word 3. Of God, right? Verses 12 through and 15. the reapers. Philippians 3, angels, chapter. And the chapter 3 of Philippians, verses 12 through 15. The children of God. Okay. Not as though the I had already attained. Or who? Either okay. were already perfect. It would be, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend world, for that remember, which I also am apprehended of Christ this, Jesus. Brethren, he's talking about the. I count not myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, and here's the f- emphasis: so forgetting church, those things which were behind, okay. forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching so forth unto those things that are world, before. I do what? Specifically referring to the I church. press towards the mark. For the prize of the high coin of God in Christ Jesus, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus what? Minded. The tares are not thorns and thistles. What would be true? How would I worship God with all my mind? All my thoughts is forgetting those things that are the weed and the tares past and doing what? Pressing forward. Harvest. Right? This is important because That's there's a lot true. of differences out there about that. has to be true in our life. I want you to think about people like Joseph. The harvest is when? He was Jesus sold by his 13, brothers. He was thrown in a pit. The end of the world. His brothers slow, 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 you know, must be understood sold him to slavery. Time. But you know what he did? And this is why Sister White wrote in... Forgetting those things that are... Behind. And, the wheat and what did he do? Together until the harvest. He pressed and forward. The harvest is the end of probationary time. He's in Potiphar's house. So sometimes he's accused of say, adultery. Well, the law passes, he's thrown into prison. Separation takes place. And while he's in prison, he, he did what? This is not what Jesus says. 
forgetting those things that are past, and he kept pressing forward to be the best imprisoned person there was in history. To the very end, he make a difference how he thought. Okay. Did it make a difference that he forgot what was past? Statement here from testimonies of ministry, so that he could do press forward. The looker-on may discern no difference. But there was one. God, what I find interesting is that, that he had two sons that explained this verse. Hands, lest the weepy His first son was Manassas, you know, which means one who causes to forget, and, and Ephraim, which means fruitful. And listen, Isn't that interesting? So there is discipline he was fruitful because he was beyond, able to forget what heart. had happened in the past okay. so he could move forward okay. and be fruitful. Let both because what kills our fruit is not let go Then the Lord sends forth his reapers. To gather out it destroys the tares and bind them in bundles to burn, while the wheat is gathered into the heavenly So to forget garner. the past. The time of judgment is forgive those who've done us harm. When the Lord gathers his own from among the tares, we focus on the present opportunities to glorify God, and you follow after excellence. That's, that's, that's what Joseph did. Testimonies of he forgot what people had done to him. There will be amongst focused on the present us opportunities, who, which oh, is there true, will be those because uh, that's among the truth. That's where he was. Who always want but to he focused on being God the best he could be to dictate even what moved the rest of his life, wherever he was, under the direction of the angel. And you know, friends, who joins the third angel? That's in the true. Given to the world, it's really the only way to God live. Use ways and means by you got to let go of the past, all its failures and everything. Live in the present, all its opportunities, and do the best you can. Be fruitful where you are right now. So when I whether you're employed or unemployed, whether you're a student or whatever you are, young or old, you be the best person because that, my friends, is real. And while be together, and that will be people are going to try to control the work in the church. While the Holy Spirit's being out grow where God upon those has who received the early rain and are now the latter rain because you know I look at some of the the lives of many of the, together, the greats of the right? Bible. The separation hasn't And Abraham, yet. thinking about and growing, thinking about moving forward, Abraham lived a life so where me, when I hear he lived the rest of his life in a tent, all the tears are going moving to the where? And only the From place to place, wherever well, God I don't would lead that him. Picture. I don't he see left that what? That way. Or he left what was behind it seems like there's always to just go where God was going to guide him. Was he blessed? Was he fruitful? Absolutely. Moses wasn't allowed to enter the promised land, but you know, he continued to serve God to the day he what? To the day he died. And you know what he forgot to be used of God? He forgot all the things he'd learned in Egypt to be retrained by God to do those things that are true. Because the way he was trained to be an Egyptian general was what? It was false. It's not the way to live. It's not the way to think. God had to retrain his thinking to use him to be fruitful. Samuel was a great prophet, and yet the people wanted what? They wanted a king. They didn't want Samuel to be the spokesperson to the people. They said, no, we want a king like everybody else. And what did Samuel do? He continued to be a prophet of God. He kept pressing forward. What a privilege. David. <clears throat> he wasn't allowed to build the temple. But you know what he did? Christ's object forward. lesson, page 74. He couldn't build the temple, but you know, he could have the, the plans. Closely he could gather all the materials. The blades were green. He kept pressing but forward. But when the field was white for harvest, the he worthless weed fruitful. bore no likeness to the Paul wound up in that prison. Bowed, that bowed under the weight did of Did he minister in prison? Did he stop ministering? Heads. No. Who made a he just accepted what's true. Mingle 
I'm in prison, but he's still a what? Child of God. He's still an apostle of Jesus Christ. So what did he do? He wrote his epistles that are blessing us to the spirit of the He kept what? Moving forward. John was on Patmos, imprisoned. And yet what happens? Receives the book of Revelation. Continues the minister. Jesus is hanging on the cross. And he says what? It's finished. He did everything he was supposed to do. And God has an idea for everybody you know, when in everybody this room. Else is bound down and they stood. There's what something he wants you to do wow, so at the end of your life you could say, and yet, when it's they're finished. Facing a fiery furnace, I've done what God wanted me to do because I focus on what is true. I didn't follow what's false about the things of the world and the, all the ideas of the world. No, I only focus on what's true. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, created in God's image. Everybody's gifted. Everybody's got a purpose. Focus on my present responsibilities and opportunities. And just keep doing what? Pressing on. What else are you going to do? tares receive the latter rain. But that the perfection of the wheat under the latter rain, and, and let's finish with this last verse because I think it'll be an Sunday important laws, we'll aspect to it. Matthew chapter so, six verse thirty-four. There's not going to be a second. Instead of focusing control, on the past, we shouldn't also do what? Harvest means worry about the future. <laughs> take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of the things itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. What's true? Basically. That you can only ultimately take one day at a time, right? He will not harvest the corn day by day. Or the you know, I wound up getting on the internet and I looked up what was the largest fruit in the world. It is a 2,624 pound mammoth pumpkin. And you say, what does this have to do with a sermon? Well, let me ask you a question. How do you eat a 2,624-pound mammoth pumpkin? One bite at a time, right? Because that's real. You can't eat the whole thing at once, right? It's not real. You can only eat it one bite at a time. Because that's, that's real. And that's the way life is. You take it one step at a time. You don't relive the past, and you don't try to predict the future. You can have plans, and then you lay those plans at Jesus' feet and say, okay, here's plan A for me. This is how I think. But, Father, you have the right to completely wipe out my plans and change it, alter them, whatever. I just want to do what your plan is. But he does want us to plan. He does want us to think. But he doesn't want us to predict the future. He doesn't want us to live and worry about tomorrow because he's already taken care of tomorrow. Is that true? It is true. Because all you can do today is take one step at a time and trust God and believe what's true about God. So we when do we make our first, when do we make our plans for tomorrow? Because so when is I got a statement here, and it's Christ's Object Lesson, page it's 122, tonight. 123. On Isn't that interesting? Because sometimes our days become so frustrated the because we don't think about net. 
tomorrow of the gospel. until tomorrow. This gathers both But tomorrow is actually tonight. When and if we actually thought in a more biblical way, notice that statement. not that you're all stressed out tonight thinking about tomorrow, but if we just made some simple plans, maybe our, the food the we're going to have for lunch, our clothes are laid out, we have a little bit of idea of what all we're going to try to do, so that when I wake up in the morning, it's not like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then you don't have any worship time. Christ saw how the and then you forget of false brethren in the church would cause and how's that affect your day? Evil spoken of. It turns into a disaster. The gospel because of the inconsistent lies. So tomorrow starts tonight. Even Christians would. Be and if you just take a little bit of time, not that it keeps you up late Christ at night thinking about we're it. We're not controlled by His Spirit. But just think a little bit about because tomorrow, what you want to accomplish, and just get a few things out, so that, that in the morning, their sins. Therefore, you can start your day off with God. From the future, everything's a lot more and peaceful. All to be whole, you start off right. That makes sense. Not position. You have a plan. Which decides. You make everything a matter of prayer. You have this Both mindset that you're going to move forward, you're going to live in the present, you're going to live in what's true, that there is take no those steps, and, all the and trust God that will supply everything that you need. Is that true? Together until the harvest. The bad and the, the good and the bad fish are together drawn ashore for a final separation. When the mission of the gospel... So let me just close with this thought. The judgment will accomplish the work... A lot of what we get concerned about about tomorrow is we worry about tomorrow. So let me ask you this question. We can worry about tomorrow based on finances. How long do the tears remain? Based on raising our children. Based on aging, illness, suffering. So I don't know exactly what's going to look like. And we sometimes call that forward worrying. Forward worrying. But is it true? If I'm worried about my children about tomorrow I've already taken from today and being the best parent I can be today and we want to be part of that latter rain because we want because I'm borrowing worrying forward worrying for tomorrow the best way my child the best day he's going to have tomorrow is to be to be a hundred percent focused so it's the mission of being a parent today to finish the work inside of each one of us is that true because that's and in proclaiming the truth to the world. That's when the work... work and worrying about tomorrow the work has done a, is not real. Finished work in here There's nothing you do about and it. Spreading it Except out there. believe okay. in God. And not until then... And you be the best person you can be today because that's real. And that's how you become more like Jesus and Christ. And that's how you get rid of 60-80% of, of those negative thoughts. The whole world. And they turn into positive thoughts. What and those 2% of work? new thoughts you can have every day... And I'm not saying you can't have more... Well, on an average, 98% of your thoughts today were ones you had yesterday. We need to be preparatory but 2% is a lot to have new thoughts, if you really think about right it. Now and what kind of new thoughts out of our do you life and following Jesus and getting our To be a better person right, today so put those finishing touches and prepared for tomorrow. Rain. Is that a fair question? What would you and I do? Well, in closing, um, you take this word. Therefore, we cannot be judged you do and separated as a people before the latter To have 2% better thoughts tomorrow. As some might teach. Just step by step. It must be after the latter rain. What's true about this has word? Has done its work that will really affect my the thinking. final separation. Well, what's true is that if I were to memorize I mean, we're some going scripture. we a lot of trials right now in the church, aren't we? People would I have a more real idea about who God is? Fiscally and what so if I took this and I not only memorized some scriptures, but what if I meditated Upon what I read, I didn't just read it. I thought about what really I was reading. Until, would you know, that this, change my this, thinking? You know, I, I can look at the world. Would it be more real? Really, really short. I could see would it be more positive? Just a few years. Would I have more faith? 
And then what if I took time with this word, number three, not just memorize some scripture, not just meditate, but I thought about applying this word to my life and says, you know, this isn't here just for me to get right answers on a test. It's about what's real. It's about life. And if I were to take with the truths of God's word and implement them in my life, then it's going to help me to think about loving God with all my mind and loving God with all my thoughts. And all those things and whatsoever things are true, think upon these things. Before we have our closing prayer, we have And so when we prayer, talk about we what comes at the end of the work of the gospel, it's the final separation. So let and me number, ask you a is question. Is it 462? Has there number been separations already amongst God's people? Okay, when I think just historically, right? So in 1844, was there a separation? Let's go ahead and stand with our closing song. See, the Adventists were Adventists. Jesus is mine. Brilliant song for the sermon. We didn't become a denomination until 
Our Father in heaven. Early writings 270. Submitting ourselves to you. I asked the meaning of the shaking. Is how we discover what is shown true. that it would be caused by the straight testimony. Praising you all day long. forth by the counsel of the true witness. Is something we should truthfully. This will have its, and of course we're the Laodicean time. You are worthy of this our worship. This will have its effect upon you the heart of the Savior, and will lead him to exalt the standard. Who believe in all that you have said and all truth. that you have done. Some will not hear this. To follow you with all their heart, they will rise up against it, and, and this is what will cause a shift. So, Father, we just ask that the Holy Spirit. I saw that the testimony of the church. when our thoughts move from what's not true. The to bring us back to which the destiny of the church hangs is educate us, Father, each and every day. If not in that school of Christ. This to renew our thoughts, be, must work to change our lives, and all, all to make us preparatory for the soon return of your Son. And this we pray in Jesus' so name. So the counsel Amen. of the true witness to the lay of the scenes would be what? We need to be light. We need to be salt. So during the time of the latter reign, the wise and the foolish virgins are still in the church. When the work goes forward, both tares and wheat will come into the church. And in the end, at the time of harvest, separation will take place. And that's true. I mean, part of the people are going to come in the church in the end of time will be both what? Wheat and? Without a doubt. And you're just never going to be able to know. I mean, you can't read a person's heart. God knows. All we can do is allow God to purify our own heart. And by doing that, you are the greatest possible influence you can be on your person sitting next to you. You know? What else are you going to do? Right? It's all God's work. We cooperate with God. We make it more advantageous for somebody else to let that work happen in their life. And, and that's what all we can do. But we must hunger and thirst for it. must embrace it. Not reject truth, but receive it. You know, what's true? Um, so let me... Do we have time for a few more statements here? Yeah. Okay. This is First Testimonies 187. If you need to go, I understand. So, God leads his people on step by step. He brings them up to different points, calculate to manifest what's in the heart. Some endure at one point and fall off on the next. At every advanced point, the heart is tested and tried a little closer. If the professed people of God find their hearts opposed to this straight work, it should convince them that they have a work to do to overcome, if they would not be spewed out of the mouth of the Lord. Said the angel, God will bring his work closer and closer to test and prove every one of his people. 
Some are willing to receive one point, but when God brings them to another testing point, they shrink back from it and stand back because they find that it strikes directly at some cherished idol. Here they have opportunity to see what is in their hearts that shuts out Jesus. They prize something higher than the truth, and their hearts are not prepared to receive Jesus. Individuals are tested and proved a length of time to see if they will sacrifice their idols and heed the counsel of the true witness. If any will not be purified through obeying the truth and overcome their selfishness, their pride, their evil passions, the angels of God have the charge. They are joined to their idols. Leave them alone. And they pass on to their work, leaving these with their sinful traits unsubdued to the control of evil angels. Wow. Those who come up to every point and stand every test and overcome, be the price what they may, have heeded the counsel of the true witness, and they will receive the latter rain and thus be fitted for translation. So the way to prepare for the latter rain is God's going to test you a little closer. He's not going to do some, you know, all the tests at once. Closer, closer, closer. You have the opportunity to get closer and closer to Christ and depend more upon him step by step, and you're preparing yourself for the latter rain. I mean, when you start thinking about Pentecost, what a blessing to be part of the 120 that were in that upper room and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. See 3,000 people coming to the church in one day? you imagine that? What a blessing. You're speaking in tongues and people are hearing the language, hearing it in their own language and they're receiving Jesus. What an amazing thing to be a part of. And to think that that was beginning with 12 disciples, now there's going to be 144,000. 12 times 12,000. You start thinking about how much glorious that's going to be. We could all be part of this. But... To be part of it, God has to get us closer to him, closer to him. And he's patient, right? You know, you fall, you get back up, you repent, you get back up, and he's got, he wants you to get purified so you can receive what? Latter rain. Latter rain. The seventh volume of the Seventh-day Adventist Bible Commentary, page 976. The Lord has shown me that the image of the beast will be formed... Before probation closes. Of course, we know that, right? For it is to be the great test for the people of God by their eternal destiny will be decided. Okay? So we're going to have to be tested on the image of the beast, which is the what? Uniting of church and state in the Sunday laws. We're going to be tested on that. This is a test that the people of God must have before they are sealed. So no one receives the seal of the living God until he's passed the test imposed by the setting up of the image of the beast, which hasn't happened yet. The test comes first, and then the seal of the living God follows on all those who have passed this fearful test. Therefore, no one's living that has, let's see, therefore, no one living has that seal placed on him at this time because the test hasn't come yet. Does that make sense? Let's see. Let me move down here. Two seals. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. Paul wrote that we should be, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom he, ye also trusted, that after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye have believed, you were, past tense, sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So everybody here has accepted Christ, has already been sealed. 
But that's not the same as a seal of the living God in the end. Okay? You've been sealed. You received the early rain. You've received the Holy Spirit who's doing that work of the rain upon your heart to bring you to maturity, right? So, notice in Revelation chapter 9, verses 1 and 4. Revelation 9, verses 1 and 4. And the fifth angel sounded. Is the fifth angel past present? Past. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto unto the earth. To him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Verse 4. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing nor any tree, but only those men which have not what? The seal of God in their forehead. So this is a different kind of seal, right? So this is something that has happened. There are men who have received the seal of God, and they couldn't receive the seal of the living God because the events of chapter 13 haven't happened yet. Okay? But they still receive the seal of God. They could still have the law of God written in their hearts, right? And have the Holy Spirit working in their life. So this is why we talk about two seals. It says in Sons and Daughters of God, the devotional book, page 51, the law of God, which is perfect holiness, is the only true standard of character. Love is expressed in obedience, and perfect love casts out all fear. Those who love God have the seal of God in their foreheads and the work and work the works of God. So if you love God with all your heart and you're keeping the commandments of God and love God, you already have the seal of God. That's different than the seal of the living God. And we know it's different. If we turn to Revelation chapter 6, look at Revelation chapter 6. And uh, let's look at verse 14. And obviously this is future. Listen to this. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. That's future, right? And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and the bondsmen and every free man hid themselves in the dens of the rocks and the mountains. Future, right? And said to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath has come, and who's able to stand? We're talking, we're talking about the second coming. Christ is on his way, right? And, but there's a question. Who's able to stand? And then it says in Jan- Revelation 7, After these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, which is God is doing right now, right? That the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the what? The seal of the living God. And he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have what? Sealed the servants of our God in their forehead. Right? And then it's the description of 144,000. So, while people have received the seal of God, nobody as yet has received the seal of the living God because these events haven't happened yet. Right? So... Let me read a couple more, another statement here. This is a very popular one. This is fourth volume of the Seventh-day Adventist Bible Commentary, page 1161. Just as soon as the people of God are sealed in their foreheads, it is not any seal or mark that can be seen, but a settling into the truth. 
both intellectually and spiritually, so they cannot be moved. Just as soon as God's people are sealed and prepared for the shaking, it will come. Indeed, it has already begun. The judgments of God are now upon the land to give us warning that we may know what is coming. Now, in almost every circle I've been in, and I may be absolutely wrong, they may be right, but when I've heard this verse or this statement, it's always applied to the very end, the settling of those trees. You see what I'm saying? But if the seal of the living God is still future because we haven't gone through these events yet, she makes this statement that things have already started, that the shaking's already started. And during this time, there has to be a settling into the truth by God's people. So here's my point. When you receive the seal of God, when you come to Christ, that's when you begin to do what? Settle into the truth so it's not to be moved. It's when you go through that experience of receiving the seal of God and coming to Christ for the first time in that early rain, so the seed is now germinating, it comes to life, and it's starting to grow. That's you settling into the truth so as you can't be moved as you draw closer and closer to Christ. And when you have that experience, then you're really prepared for what? The latter rain and then the seal of the living God. So it gives us an understanding, I think, because sometimes as I've heard people preach that and use that statement, I think we get this wrong idea that, well, in the future, I'm going to settle into the truth. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. We need to be settling into the truth now is not to be moved so that we can receive the latter rain in the future to receive the seal of the living God. Okay? And that's the work of righteous by faith, right? So let me... Um, so is the true is it true that the seal of God is a sign of ownership? But how do we belong to God? If God owns me, then how do I belong to him? What does that mean that he owns me? Let's think about that. Desire of Ages, page three eleven. God's ideal for his children is higher than the highest human thought can reach. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is, is perfect. It's, a, it's already higher, right? This command is a promise. The plan of redemption contemplates our complete recovery from the power of Satan. Wow. Christ always separates the contrite soul from sin. He came to destroy the works of the devil. And he has made provision that the Holy Spirit shall be imparted to every repentant soul to keep him from sinning. In Ephesians chapter 1, verses 12 and 13, we receive the Holy Spirit as a seal, right? That's what it said when we come to Christ. Therefore, according to the above statement, the Holy Spirit seals us again, or seals us against sin, and seals sin out, and seals what in? Isn't that really the work of the Holy Spirit? That when we think about sealing, closing, protecting, receiving the seal of the Holy Spirit in the beginning is the beginning of the process of sealing sin out and sealing righteousness in so that I am settling into the truth so as not to be moved, preparatory receiving the latter rain to put the finishing touches on my character so that I can go through the great time and great test so that I can receive the seal of the living God 
proving that I really belong to him. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, that's how I read it anyway. Um, it says in uh, early writings, page 58, The Lord has shown me the danger of letting our minds be filled with worldly thoughts and cares. I saw that some minds are led away by present truth and a love of the Holy Spirit by reading other exciting books. Others are filled with the perplexity and care for what they should eat, drink, and wear. Some are looking too far off for the coming of the Lord. Time has continued a few years longer than we expected. Therefore, they think it may continue a few more years. And in this way, their minds are being led from present truth out after the world. In these things, I saw great danger. For if the mind is filled with other things, present truth is shut out. And there is no place for our foreheads for the seal of the living God. Isn't that an interesting comment? I mean, to have the seal of the living God on your foreheads is to make sure that you're not sealing out truth, but truth is being sealed inside of you. Isn't that an interesting thought? So you want to know what's true. You want truth sealed in to seal out what's not true and sin itself. Settling into the truth. What's true? Okay. Early writings, page 58. My dear brethren and sisters, let the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ be in your minds continually and let them crowd out worldly thoughts and cares. When you lie down and when you rise up, let them be your meditation. Live and act wholly in reference to the coming of the Son of Man. The sealing time is very short and will soon be over. Now is the time while the four angels are holding the four winds to make our calling and election short. Um, let me just read a couple more here. Desire of Ages, page 324, which I think is encouraging. When the soul surrenders itself to Christ, a new power takes possession of the new heart. That itself is interesting. A new power takes possession. That's an interesting possession of the new heart. A change is wrought, which man can never accomplish for himself. It is a supernatural work, bringing a supernatural element into human nature. The soul that is yielded to Christ becomes his, Christ's own fortress which he, Jesus, holds in a revolted world. And he, Jesus, intends that no authority shall be known in it but his own. A soul thus kept in possession by the heavenly agencies is impregnable to the assaults of Satan. Isn't that amazing? You are a fortress. You are. You have received Christ. You've received the Holy Spirit. You've got the seal of the Spirit. You are now his fortress. It belongs to him. And Satan can bring a million battalions against that fort, and they can do nothing because it's impregnable while it's in control of Jesus. The only enemy that can destroy that fortress is what? Is yourself. You can have a million-man army outside the walls which can do nothing. It's just that one soldier inside the fort Yourself, that opens the door to let the enemy in. And as long as you keep yourself close to Christ, it's his fortress. That's our work. 
Your work is to know him who's able to make you impregnable against the enemy out there. That's not your work. That's his work. Your work is to surrender to the only one who can make it a fortress impregnable against evil. And yet so often we try to take this work into our own hands to fight against Satan. And we're just not powerful. That Christ is all-powerful. Satan cannot, cannot enter the city, cannot enter the fortress, except by us letting the enemy in. Listen to this example of Christ, Great Controversy 623. Now, while our great high priest is making the atonement for us, we should seek to become perfect in Christ. Not even by a thought could our Savior be brought to yield to the power of temptation. Satan finds in human hearts some point where he can gain a foothold, some sinful desire to be, is cherished by means of which his temptations assert their power. You see, Jesus, not even by a thought, he never opened the fortress door. And Satan never got him to sin, right? It all goes back to the thoughts, doesn't it? You know, when Peter denied the Lord, he wasn't aware of the enemy inside, was he? He did not think he would deny his Lord three times. But it was there inside of him. And the devil knew how to push those buttons. But even then, if Peter would have just submitted himself to the Lord and just allowed himself to be the fortress of the Lord, he would have been saved. It's always going to be the enemy inside. This is why we have to study the life of Christ every day to see the real enemy. Right? Because the real enemy is me making a bad choice. And if I can see the perfection of Christ, then I'll see my own imperfection. I'll say, oh, there's an enemy in there still. That enemy needs to go. Right? And I let that enemy go and say, nope, you're not staying in this fortress. You're going to go. You're not opening any doors. We're going to need victory here. And then you're safe until God shows you the other enemy that's in there. Right? Um, but once Peter, and this, this is a, to me, a beautiful statement here. Um, in Christ's object lesson 154, now his self-confidence was gone. Never again were the old boastful assertions ever repeated. So God didn't cause Peter to deny him, right? He allowed him to fall. Why did he allow Peter to fall? To see the enemy inside. You know, when you when you fall, is that all bad news? Yeah, I'm not I'm trying to I'm not trying to glorify sin here. But if you make a mistake and you learn from it, you can say, Oh, there's an enemy in there. So don't look at falling as being something that's impossible or something that's altogether negative. I'm not saying it's positive, but I'll accept that you just discovered an enemy. The enemy can go. Does that make sense? Turn it into a good. Um, let me just um, close with a couple statements on the seal of the living God. The first time Ellen White associated the seal with the Sabbath was in 1848. A few months later, in January of 1849, Joseph Bates, 
the pioneer Sabbath theologian, published the first Adventist book on the subject and called it A Seal of the Living God about the Sabbath. It says here in um, Review and Herald, June 7th, 1887. No, I'm not going to read that. It's too long. Great Controversy 452. The seal of God's law is found in the fourth commandment. Um, Signs of the Times, March 22nd, 1910. The Sabbath of the fourth commandment is the seal of the living God. That sounds pretty clear, doesn't it? It points to God as the creator and is the sign of his rightful authority over the beings he has made. Review and Herald, June 13th, 1897. But the seal of the living God is placed upon those who can conscientiously keep the Sabbath of the Lord. So those are awfully... Um, so, what's the great test? It's going to be the Sabbath, isn't it? The whole world's going to be brought to this great test. The devil's going to try to preoccupy the world with other tests. Uh, evangelical worlds could be focused on a battle of Armageddon in the Middle East and a third coming. Right? He's got, he's got people into different theologies and policies that they're going to be so focused on something else that could be global climate change, whatever it is, and they're going to be so focused on other things, and yet we've got to bring this to the world and say, you know, friends, there's a judgment going on, and you've got to make a choice, and it's going to become all the more clear when they pass a Sunday law, oh, wow, this has really got to be clear now. They just passed a law against the law of God, and we have to go out there under the power of what? The Holy Spirit and the latter rain, and we receive the latter rain because we've received the early rain, which is a settling in the truth already, so as not to be moved, so that we really are preparatory, and allowing God to put those finishing touches on our character, and we go out and we bring that test to the world, but in bringing that test, we're going to be judged. Right? But under that test and trial, we're proving our loyalty to God. And you pass that test and you're going to receive the seal of the living God that shows that he owns you. And you belong to God. And there's no clear evidence in that that you took a stand even in the face of death to honor God. And then you get to live forever. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, we're not that far away from this stuff. But it's preparatory right now. You know, we can't wait to settle the truth later. We've got to be settling that. This is what prepares us. Okay? What do you say? Amen. Amen. Let's close with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, we so much thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit, the sealing work that's already begun. Father, help us to see things inside, the enemy inside, that needs to go. Father, we don't want to open any doors. To Lucifer. Father, we just want Jesus to hold the fort, the fort, that fortress. And as long as we stay close to you and allow you to show us the things that are in our heart yet, and to let them go so we can settle more and more is to never be. Oh, Father, we want that experience. We thank you for the tests and trials you bring to us to show us where we really are, where we stand, so that we can become more purified. So, Father, thank you for allowing us to see ourselves as we are and the hope that we can become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, for preparing us
to be that last witness to the world. What a privilege. In all this we pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh, yes. Well, there's, there's two things.